Hello? Hello? Oh my god, I have a problem. What is your problem? My my problem is that my headphone wire is so tangled and I can't fix it and it's really stressing me out. It's just it's just a big mess and I'm trying to get it untangled so I can podcast with you without having to hang down uh without having to bend down rather. <laughs> <laughs> And I can't, and I'm just stressed. <clears throat> so, are you at the standing desk standing, and the cord is too short, or are you sitting? I'm sitting, and the cord is too short, because oh. I would be standing, but I can't stand because the cord is tangled, <laughs> and so oh. I thought, I'll sit down, it'll be fine, and it's still, hold on, give me one second here, I'm going to not yeah. be able to hear you for a second. Okay. This is where I say all the horrible things about Micah. Like this this and this other thing and just the worst stuff i could say i say it right now oh boy i heard say right now at the end there i don't yep. know what else you said uh, um, it, was just, it, it was just being i was being really nice and i said lovely things um but well, i uh, bet you did <laughs> uh how, how are you long time no chat uh because of the, the the holiday things but also this is actually a regular schedule but it just feels <laughs> yeah, like it's been forever feels, it does feel like it's been forever uh i'm not great joe i almost said dan but you're not dan that's clockwise i'm oh. not great joe um yeah. I, I i did listen to the episode of clockwise where you had two dans on um, <laughs> dan, dan morin and dan stern but i was it's just like wow yeah a, that was a high, uh, high a dan percentage <laughs> Because I was I was genuinely concerned that at some point I was going to call the wrong Dan the wrong Dan. Mm -hmm. And it didn't happen, thank God. But I kind of like afterward listened back and was concerned that at some point I would have uh, said that. So the reason I'm not okay, it's not actually that I'm really not okay. I'm okay. Um, but I'm fake not okay because um, – I don't know if you've ever heard of Raviv Ullman, uh, but Raviv Ullman is this actor who played uh, Phil of the Future back in, it was this, this sitcom back in 2004 on the Disney Channel. And Phil of the Future was this character, Phil Diffie, and he was from the year 2021. Uh, but he, they're like time, him and his family's time machine breaks down in our century. And so he gets stuck there and sort of like has future tech, but has to try and survive as a normal teen in the 21st century. Wait, hold on. You said 2021? Oh, sorry. Twenty-one, twenty-one. Okay. Twenty-one, twenty-one. Sorry. Twenty-one, okay. twenty-one is where he's from, but he comes back to the twenty-first century. And I, as a tween into teen years, had this huge crush on Phil Diffie, aka Revive Ullman. Um, turns out. Raviv Ullman's like very gender fluid and this is a new thing to me but like he has this great Instagram account where he posts all of these photos and like dresses and skirts and things and is <laughs> it's quite the looker and so I'm sort of reliving my my tween teen years uh but in like the best way because at the time I would have been like closeted and sort of uh you know worried about what I was feeling. And so for Raviv to be like, oh, no, I am just wearing whatever the heck I want and looking very good doing it. It's just uh, a blast from the past, despite the fact that this is a show from the future. So I don't know how to feel this morning. I'm just uh, I'm just very confused. <laughs> OK. Uh, 
You know, he doesn't pull off the dress. I'm just going to oh my throw that okay. critique out there you but say what you need to say that there, green Joe dress Rosenstiel. is like hanging off of him that is not an appropriate size but uh be, yeah yeah you know this is this is fine i approve of whatever <laughs> this is this crush that you have <laughs> this is just me uh your insta crush yes well no it's like somehow i feel um validated <laughs> Oh, oh! Va- your your former crush, uh, uh-huh. which, of which you felt shame and guilt, <laughs> yes. now been, is now is now a good thing. <laughs> is now a very it is a reminder of of um, what was once like this because like I just you know like you tend to tuck well at least for me I tend to tuck those times those sad times away and you know like you you sort of live in the moment of now and you're like yeah I'm proud to be who I am and and this is great and you sort of remember those things but it's more as just a big sort of blur of wow that was a tough time for me and now I'm living in this new existence or not new existence but like my true existence so to say and it feels you know it, it feels more realistic but to have this like individual from my past where there used to be shame and stuff and then to have this person in my opinion be incredibly hot at this period of time it just it's like it's nice uh so i decided to share it on unhelpful suggestions because this is the podcast where i am a not i shouldn't say allowed to be because i i can be visibly queer on other podcasts but where i feel being visibly queer is um like the most important maybe or the most uh yeah yeah like i i like to talk with you an also queer person who um <laughs> who is not ashamed to be such and this just feels like the right podcast to do that mm-hmm. so phil diffie Ravi Volman, pretty cool and uh we can we can move on <laughs> no, that's that's good uh i never watched this show or I guess knew it existed, because <laughs> um, as we've mentioned, there's I a mean, yeah, minor was... minor age gap between us. But uh, a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, 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 under, I understand the sentiment. Um, but uh, you know, I wonder if Phil Diffie uh, in the future could have brought back uh, some information about technology companies and their performance uh, many centuries <laughs> from now to see whether or not the average selling price of a of a device uh, and tariff uh being inflicted uh for for trade war purposes um ha- have had any long lasting side effects where uh, will where will apple be in 2121 yeah also i have to say when you say 2121 it just reminds me of uh cleopatra 2525 um which i think is probably the worst show with the best opening titled music uh you should, <laughs> should listen to that sometime i will have uh, to do that yeah it had, it had gina torres in it before she was famous uh for other things that were better um it, it Ooh, is okay. it is a really just it's bad it's like a ridiculously bad show uh there's like three i think i want to say three but i think they probably had a fourth member um but uh these like three women who um uh had like a secret base in the underground uh where all the humans are forced to live because the surface is covered in uh flying robots that kill humans um and uh <laughs> gotta love those yeah and in, in the underground area they they like do like crime fighting and whatever and uh they have like a 
uh, robot android butler guy um, who is just, as far as I can tell, a male model that they put like uh, shiny clothes on. Um, so that's that's always just it's such a weird show. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know what they think of Apple either. Uh, assuming they live underground and robots are hunting them, I'm sure they probably don't have nice things to say. Uh, but uh, yeah, the the news that broke yesterday um, that Apple shares has stopped trading and everybody's like, huh? why would that be? And it's because there was news and it's like, huh, why would they do that for news? And the news was, uh, that the guidance had been adjusted for what they were going to be doing for the monies for the quarter for Q1. Yes. So 80, 89 to $93 billion was the guidance, uh, at my last transcript of the earnings call. Uh, revenue guidance has now dropped to approximately 84 billion. So again, the range was 89 to 93. It is now 84. Uh, gross margin is about the same as it was before. Uh, operating expenses about the same as they were before. Um, income of approximately 550 million or rather income uh, over expense sorry is 550 million. It used to be 300 million. So it's uh gotten gotten more expensive there and yeah everything else is about the same but it's it's the overall guidance when you've got a range of 89 to 93 and now you're like hey just 84 um which by the way i feel very weird saying just and then saying 84 billion dollars like let's be real here that's a friggin butt ton of money (laughs) well i mean but that's that's the weird thing is because uh it is a small amount percentage wise um if you if you look at what they had hoped to hit um on even the low end um or the high end uh and you just like what percent difference is that and it's like this this is nothing this is not that big of a deal um but then you like think about it for a second you're like oh i guess i would have to report that i wasn't going to make five billion dollars in a quarter um i think that (laughs) that that would have like some um, small impact on on things because when you're talking about stuff in the in the billions, it's just that's there's just so many zeros. Um, I, I just I can't even process it. Uh, we we reduce it down to these more manageable numbers, and it seems like a smaller difference. But it's like, oh, yeah, five billion dollars. Whoopsie doodle. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh boy, and like once you get to that value, it's not like a difference of millions of dollars. It's a difference of billions of dollars, and that is a lot of money difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so. This is, of course, you know, Apple is doomed stuff, and uh, it sort of gives, I think, some some insight into which I don't think Apple is doomed. Please don't tweet at me about that. Um, it gives uh, me some. Ins- you heard it here first. Micah thinks Apple is doomed. <laughs> oh God, my 2019 is ruined. Um, <laughs> I also, I for- I forgot now what I was going to say. After that, uh, it is a- Apple is not doomed. I don't think, and. Uh, it, that's what I was going to say. It gives some interesting insight, I think, into the sort of uh, choice to not report unit stuff. Um, and so, yeah, overall, it's interesting. It doesn't have any bearing on me. Uh, I think you are an Apple stock owner. I'm not an Apple stock owner. Uh, so all I care about is 
am I going to get a cool gadget in my phone when the time or in my hand when the time comes? Uh, but for folks who are and my partner actually is an Apple stock owner and has been complaining over the past few days about how he lost like a thousand dollars over in, in stocks. And <laughs> it all makes sense now. Um, but for me, that's not something that I was worried about. So I'm not I'm not too too bothered by the fact that, you know, the revenue guidance has been adjusted just as long as Apple can keep cranking out some cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, and, and, and to get it out of the way, I, my, my stepfather bought me one share of Apple back when it was like 20 something dollars, uh, in the late nineties. And it, it, I've had it since then. Um, and it split a few times. So I, I just, that's, that's my level of an investment. Uh, and it certainly has not curtailed me from being critical of the company in the past, uh, nor, nor will it cause me to, to, uh, go rah, rah cheerleading for them in the future, uh, because I want that to go back up. But, uh, Joe yeah. has 750,000 stocks in, in Apple. N- yes. <laughs> Checks out. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Accurate. no, I just, uh, yeah, this is, more that it's i i don't want to say surprising um because i feel like there was some trepidation about this maneuver i think this is more like everybody uh who was trepidatious about the cost increases that were going on um for the last couple quarters is now spinning around and pointing at tim cook and saying i told you so um and uh that's that's kind of what you get here and then you also get the added effect of everyone on twitter or in certain technology slacks being able to go you know what (laughs) my pet peeve is the reason why they're not making any money and it's like well probably not not that one thing it seems like it's a cumulative effect of a bunch of decisions that have been made um and some that weren't decisions that were made some some that were uh you know things that happened externally because of Horrible okay, but people. mine is mine is real. If Tim Cook was only a dog parent, then clearly Apple would not be doomed. And I just think that if he would just post photos of his dog uh, that he adopts on on Twitter, then there would be no issue here. And I think that's legitimate. I don't care about keyboards and butterfly mechanisms. I don't care about uh, keyboards on the iPhone. What? Um, I don't care about 720p cam webcams in laptops. I don't care about uh, only having touch ID on certain devices and not getting face ID. I don't care about uh, the Mac Pro not having an update out yet. None of that. All it is is that Tim Cook will not become a pet parent. And if he would, then Apple would be saved. Yeah, because it really seems like the biggest factors, according to Apple, um, and I, I think this is probably accurate, are that uh, growth has slowed down in China, so they didn't sell as many as they were going to. Uh, their phones cost more money now. And like you said, when they said uh, during the financial earning call that they were going to stop reporting unit sales, um, it was widely believed at the time that they would stop doing that because unit sales numbers were going to go down. But uh, they, I believe, were still expecting uh, the revenue to go up because the average selling price per unit was going to be higher. They were, they were, they were going to do the inverse of making it up in volume. They, they were going to to increase the price of something so that they could sell fewer of them, but make you know, as much or more money. Um, and uh, that equation hasn't worked out. Um, it, it, there is not a specific breakout of like how well things did 
all over the world, et cetera, and like buy which iPhone units, you know, like, is it because not enough XS units were sold or is it because not enough XR units are sold or, you know, uh, in emerging markets where they maybe had hoped to sell, uh, iPhone eights and stuff, it has that not panned out, uh, and uh, it, it's just like a whole thing, a whole patchwork of reasons why um, they they haven't been able to sell uh, these more expensive iPhones um, at uh, internationally as as and maybe domestically. We don't know, um, but they may, basically pointing the finger at China um, mm-hmm. and gr- Greater China uh, specifically. I guess greater China. Yeah. Well, those are the words that they use. And I believe that the reason why he says that is because, uh, what is it? I I forget the, I forget how Macau and Hong Kong count these days for, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, there's, there's just, they, they haven't sold as many. Uh, and, uh, they're even more expensive in those countries because of the tariffs that are in effect, even though, uh, the iPhone is manufactured in China. Um, there, there's, you know, a thing. There's a whole thing. There's a whole thing a whole going deal. on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, Apple's doomed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, you just have to stop buying Apple products. Um, because if you buy Apple products, then you too are doomed. Uh, the doomed is actually contagious. The doom is contagious. Uh, <laughs> and so your best bet here is to just switch to Android. Um, because the otherwise... Doom, the doom is contagious. It's outrageous. It's... I've run out of rhyming things. Darn it. I thought I was... you were about to like lay down the no, best should, one of them all. We should all. do a, a financial uh, warning wrap um, <gasps> so that we can educate... <laughs> I need to do a lot of People. preparation, but once I've done said preparation, then I'm so down because <laughs> I don't do freestyle. I could talk to my dad. Uh, he can do that. Um, oh, no, I was thinking about those like horrible, like uh, instructional video wraps that were oh, mainly God. mainly done by like some white intern. In, I was going to talk to like my white great grandpa <laughs> and maybe he could help me with that. <sighs> The nineties weren't that long ago, Jesus. Uh, but uh, <laughs> no, that's not, <laughs> that's not what I meant. Um, here's the deal. I don't even remember what the deal is. Oh yeah, the deal is you're if you if you keep buying Apple, uh, the doom is contagious. It's outrageous, uh, etc. <laughs> so you do need to just go ahead and switch to Android. Um, if you need help with that, there are some articles over on Android's website where they tell you how to switch from iOS to Android. And yeah, that's the only way to avoid financial ruin. And I just don't think that 2019, you should start off with a bankruptcy, um, which by the way, you can't just shout, I declare bankruptcy. You actually have to go through a process to declare bankruptcy. So just keep that in mind. Um, but don't say I didn't warn you if you keep uh, keep on keeping on with Apple, because I, I warned you. Yeah, and also uh, something to consider is that uh, student uh, loans are not uh, absolved during True. the bankruptcy process. Like you, you need to take that into account. So you need to uh, uh, think think about your long term strategy because we live mm-hmm. in a world where uh, everything you you have is uh, debt, um, and you don't own anything. But <laughs> everything uh, you have is debt. Yeah, that's the name of this podcast episode because it's <laughs> true and sad. And twenty nineteen is here and. 
that means it's time for truth. It's yeah. it's truth in 2019 is the most important thing. And we've been true so far. We've spoken only truths, including the fact that <laughs> that, that uh, doom is contagious. And so you just you gotta you gotta get rid of that because if you expect to. Uh, you know, be a pet parent and and rent a place to stay because none of us are buying houses and you want to afford your avocado toast and you want to destroy all these industries that need to be destroyed like napkins and diamonds, then you've got to have a little bit of money in your account. And the only way to do that is if you switch to Android. Yeah, uh, well, there there is something to uh, the the phone that you can get, how nice how nice of a phone you can get on Android um it, it has improved over over time for sure and uh so a lot of people can find that to be satisfactory but i think in some markets a lot of people are just seeing a reduced need to upgrade um they they don't feel like they need to run out and get one uh and i certainly know that there are anecdotally people in my life that uh don't feel like they need to run out and get one um mm-hmm contrary to how shattered their phone screen is but uh oh, <laughs> not, oh to, no. not, not, not to shatter shame but uh oh my god was... i've got so many of those in my family too those I... shatter those shatter people yeah i was surprised over over the the holidays um, oh my god same <laughs> yeah, it was, it was we need like... a name for them shatter shatter sh- <laughs> never mind <laughs> uh, no but the, the, the you keep going i'll come up with something <laughs> yeah so they they have uh, less of a reason to upgrade. They don't want the financial burden or the expense. It works well enough for what they need to do: texting, um, their email, uh, Insta, um, all, all the stuff the kids need. And in China, uh, you know, you have your WeChat, which is like everything. Um, whereas that's not a huge thing over here. Uh, so that is an application that is also on Android. And so it doesn't really matter uh, if that's your primary experience, uh, then it doesn't do you any good to be on Apple. Uh, and there are many places where Apple phones can be inferior to, uh, to, to phones from other manufacturers. Uh, like I know maps have improved uh, substantially over time. So don't at me, but uh, they, they still <laughs> lack in some regions uh, when compared to uh, like Google or uh, other competing services from uh, regional um, map providers uh, that are, that are popular in certain countries. Uh, but the, the, the weird thing is just like, okay, so you, you've ta- taken rid of, Oh, the last thing about the upgrade cycle is of course the, uh, battery situation. Um, in the past, uh, the conspiracy theory that a lot of people had was that Apple made the first phones worse over time, um, so that you would be compelled to buy a new phone every one to two years because your phone had slowed down and it wasn't holding a charge. And it turned out that that was, uh, uh, <laughs> You are sending me alternative suggestions for shatter people. You get shatter status, shatter swine. I feel like that is awfully judgmental. <laughs> that's the best one, but it's the worst one. Yeah, that's that's not nice. It's not nice. It's the only no. S, though. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to be an S. Uh, it, it just it rhyme with shatter. Oh, okay. Let me go to rhyme zone. You keep talking. <laughs> 
Um, but the, the the battery thing is they they finally said okay so yeah your phone degrades in performance because the battery uh situation uh gets worse over time so we'll offer you this toggle switch so that your performance doesn't degrade but your phone might randomly shut off and we'll also have uh, a battery replacement program it'll be only $30 and i think like they think they offered this battery replacement program at $30 because they assumed that it would be good PR and not that many people would do it. Uh, and indeed, Tim Cook seems to say, like, we just didn't think that many people would participate in this program. Uh, and uh, I, I sus- I'm really curious about the thought process there, where it's like, okay, so everyone I knew for years and over various models thought that their phone battery would get worse over time and they would just like to replace it if it was affordable. And if you make it $30... Well, all of those people are going to do it. So was this a decision that was not made with any market research or was the market research like really bad for what the battery replacement situation would be? In any event, I don't expect a $30 iPhone battery replacement to stick around for many more financial quarters. Um, And uh, another thing that Tim had cited as something they need to be better about, like what they hope to improve is the migration, the ease of migration inside of the store from an old phone to a new phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and for uh, uh, easier trade-in um, options uh, with uh, financing. And I don't, I don't know if he's learning the right lesson from this. <laughs> uh, I'm a little skeptical, uh, but, you know, I don't run a company that made... 83 billion dollars in this last quarter um but uh i i so i i can't i can't criticize that necessarily but uh it just doesn't doesn't seem like the problem is that people think upgrading is too onerous um and uh i would be interested to find out if they make changes to that process because uh, it would be nicer if it was easier, but uh, I would be curious to find out if they, they make changes to that process and it has little to no effect, um, because I think the primary reason why people are staying away is because things cost money. Uh-huh. It's weird how that yeah. works. Oh, I can't hear you all of a sudden. Uh, well, that's because I had to go stop my phone. Uh, okay. <laughs> for, I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden it started playing... I would by one direction take me home. <laughs> so here's what I thought happened because I could hear this like tinny sound and I thought your mic like may have become detached. And so it was just barely pushing through a signal, but it's, I think the tinny sound was just the speaker of your iPhone coming through your, your mic. And so that's why, cause normally I wouldn't have said anything, but I thought for sure that's what it was. Um, I don't, I don't even understand what happened. Did Siri like, yeah, Siri must have heard you say, hey, you know who, and <sighs> you didn't actually say it. You said something else, but... Yeah, well, I'm just... I really want to find out. It's too bad that they don't let you see, like, what the history of oh, commands... Oh, yeah. Well, you could hit play. Yeah, like, you can do that with Alexa. Like you can on app... Or, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> no, not... Don't say that! Don't uh, say well, that! It doesn't matter. <sighs> um, I've got some options here. Mm-hmm. So there's Shatter Satter. Uh, like the mythological being. Oh, sh- the, a satyr. 
Yes, but we have to pronounce it, it sadder. Sadder. <laughs> it's the only way. And apparently there that's the second pronunciation. So you can say Seder or you can say sadder. Uh, <laughs> there's also... <laughs> there's also... <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't make any sense, but I just love rhyme zones so much. There's, <laughs> sh- I'm sorry, shatter fritter batter. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Oh, what an awful fritter! <laughs> There's shatter spin the platter. <laughs> And my favorite of all, Shatter, Law of Conservation of Matter. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, golly. I love you, Ribezone. Thank you so much. Uh, none of those work, but mm-hmm. uh, unless you pronounce Sater, Satter, in which case Shatter, Satter is kind of fun because the Satter is c- kind of like a little it's not a bull, but it's kind of bullish in the sense that it, you know, like you put it in a China shop, it's probably going to wreck some stuff like a bull would. And so imagining like a satyr, like a satyr with a phone mm-hmm. walking around and accidentally like stomping on it with its hooves. It's pretty funny. So uh, if you can convince people to pronounce it satyr, I mean satyr, uh, then shatter satyr is pretty good, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um Yeah, so I agree with you on what you said before about how it's mostly money that's keeping people from buying, you know, uh, new devices. And we saw, excuse me, and we saw Apple going through all of these different, uh, oh, here's a deal, here's a deal, here's a deal. Oh, by the way, did you know you can spin this and you can get Mm -hmm. this if you just drop all of these different things? It's, It's just people don't see a reason to upgrade. And... I I mean, I've heard a lot of people talk this year who, you know, still do upgrade, uh, say, I have no idea why I upgraded to this device. Like, there was no real reason to. Um, I I didn't really care that much about this upgrade, but, like, I would always upgrade, so I'm going to upgrade now. And that is why, like, I think that Apple's reasons for upgrading this year are the worst that they've been. So I'm not at all surprised that. Well, Go ahead. Uh, I, I, I I thought you were done, which is why I, I interrupted. Oh, no, okay. But uh, yeah, the uh, the I think they're the worst that they've been when you compare to the iPhone 10 the previous year. If you were yeah. if you were a customer who had purchased that, however, um, I don't think it's the worst that it's been if you were a customer that uh, did not buy an iPhone 10 last year. Fair. Uh, but at the same time, um, they don't have anything in the price point that uh, people might have been used to because for a while they were keeping things kind of in the same price range. Uh, and uh, that that sweet spot for the uh, iPhone... Well, I would say like the iPhone 6 pricing, 7 pricing kind of persisted through the 8. And then they, they the 10R is obviously not in the same ballpark at all. Um, I think it's comparatively priced to uh, an 8 plus, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it is it is a jump in price uh, that is not insignificant, um, even though the value, um, I would argue, is there because you're getting a lot of things from the high-end phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for people who just see the sticker price, um, I think that that is... Which are a lot more people than those of us who just go, upgrade time. Yeah. 
Because as much as all the the nerds fetch about uh, the price of the upgrades, they do it every year. So, meh. Um, uh, <laughs> and uh, I, you know, I'm in the iPhone upgrade program as of last year, uh, and I did the upgrade process because there was no reason really not to um, necessarily. Uh, I could have uh, just paid off the rest of that phone and then just not had a iPhone payment, but that was just like why the whole reason why I got this stupid program was so that I would have a new phone. Um, but uh, the the interesting thing is like if you uh, are one of those customers who's price sensitive, um, and Apple's been making these uh, trade in pleas um, that uh, it doesn't seem to have had a noticeable effect, and I would be curious to find out like what percentage of people were swayed. Uh, by the advertising, because I know several people in my life who unprompted um, brought up the the deal that they had received from Apple I, uh, th- through marketing emails that Apple had sent them, um, specifically uh, targeted at them and uh, what they, they could trade in their iPhone for. Uh, I think they're, at least in the case of uh, Jason, um, uh, who brought this up to me, uh, he, he and he's like, oh, it's only this much money. I forget what it was. Like, if I t- trade in my old iPhone, uh, uh, sorry, it's only this much money. And then I said, oh, it's if you trade in your old fi- iPhone. And he said, oh, well, if I go to the Apple Store thing, it doesn't show me that price anymore. And I said, yeah, it's because it's a trade-in thing, and you have to select that phone and then go through the trade-in process. And he's like, oh, I don't want to do that. And I was like, <laughs> okay, well, that's why you're not seeing that price in the store. Um, but. Uh, and then uh, uh, another f- friend of ours uh, had also thought about it because she's on an even older uh, iPhone, um, and it was just like I, she just wanted to do the battery replacement, and it was fine. So she, it, that was all she needed to do. Like she mm-hmm. she didn't see the need to to go for uh, the 10R, um, even though that was a inexpensive option relatively speaking for her to upgrade after not having upgrade for I want to say three years. I think she was on a six maybe um but uh it's just it's really uh an awkward situation to be in for apple because i think maybe they got the awareness that people could trade in their old phones i just don't think anybody wanted to do it (laughs) exactly yeah i i think you're right i i i don't know i like at the end of the day again going back to what we talked to talked about at the beginning here this is not the end of a world end of the world for this company. And it's in in the grand scheme of things, not that big of a deal. But it's fascinating to me how bizarre financial stuff is the way that like, the I almost said the S word, the way that this stuff just like drops. Oh, we've got a panic. We've got to everybody got to has got to get their stock out of Apple because they are reporting this. And it's just it's wild to me how quickly that world moves and how reactive they are. It's just pretty bizarre to me. And meanwhile, I'm just sort of sitting here like, OK, well, I'll I'll be good. I'll be fine. I'll get the get the thing that I want. And, you know, I I think that Apple knows that it's fine, but I wonder, I kind of wonder on the inside how they, how they're reacting to this in in the way that, um, that, you know, the, the financial world is perceiving the drop in guidance. Yeah. Well, I saw a a tweet from Nile Patel right before we uh, recorded that uh, he thought it was a little weird that 
Apple is, uh, here, here's the direct quote. If the problem is just macroeconomic trends in China, why is Tim Cook holding an all hands meeting and saying this is an opportunity to learn and take action? Um, retweeted by Michael Gartenberg because I don't follow him. Now, but uh, the, the uh, yeah, the it was it was interesting. I mean, that's that is an interesting question because I don't I think that it's not just the macroeconomic problems with China um, and uh, that, you know, rhetorically uh, now is getting at that, that there are other issues at play here. Um, and certainly things could be improved uh, in other areas of their business, and then it would make up for perhaps a slowing of growth in, in China. Um, and maybe that is the opportunity to learn and grow. But uh, I, I, I would be curious to find out if like, oh, were things like difficult to upgrade and uh, required complicated trade-in leasing processes because uh, that was just fine before when you could just make it up with iphone sales in china or did someone actually like care about this before there was a a growth slowdown and now that's somebody's pet project to make that process faster i don't know it's it's interesting like it it, i don't care about the financial aspects all that much in spite of my stock holding um (laughs) but uh, i of whatever it was you said seven hundred sixty five thousand shares uh in spite of that i like i i just i think it's uh i think it's fascinating because this stock market pressure that is put on Apple is something that is uh, unique in that we see how Apple reacts to that pressure uh, because there's no, I mean, it's not like anybody like can go up to Apple and say this stuff like, Oh, your phones are too expensive. And then, you know, Apple does something. Tim Cook doesn't care if like a hundred people did a, did a, uh, a petition online and then sent it to them like it, it doesn't matter but right. uh but the shareholders dropping the price of apple shares uh does get tim cook's attention i think uh and apple can't uh buy back all of its stock even though it has a buyback program that it's been using for many years uh so they're still a publicly traded company and are answerable to the whims of these nervous growth hungry uh uh dude bros on wall street um and that's that's they're 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 beholden to uh to to making them happy Ugh, the dude bros mm-hmm. yeah. we all have to deal with them yep <laughs> they make life difficult yeah uh well because apple is doomed we can call them doom bros um, Ooh, doom yeah. bros yeah doom brother how you doing doom brother that's my doom brother voice. <laughs> I was to say this is kind of an interesting, like I don't know, hippie thing going on. I don't know, but it's uh, got a little bit of hippie in it, just a little bit, brother. But mostly, it's like we're gonna crush a few brewskis, my man. Just sit out here and uh, I don't know, watch the watch. <laughs> I don't know what dude bros watch. <laughs> Uh, Crush a few brewskis. No, I would say the game would be a safe answer. That is the that is a safe yes because <laughs> dude bros do some unsafe things that we probably yeah. shouldn't talk about here. No. Uh, can I tell you about my dream I had about Tim Cook that I just remembered? Uh, you you can. Um, it's safe. Don't okay. worry. <laughs> Just want to make sure you knew we were you recording. Can <laughs> you can? But remember where you are. Um, mm. Go, yeah, go ahead no. with your your silver fox uh, dream. Oh God, <laughs> Lord help me! 
good morning, good morning. I made you some brunch. Uh, <laughs> no, that was not my dream. Uh, thank you. So, <laughs> um, my dream was that uh, <laughs> Tim Cook was in my dream a like civil rights warrior kind of guy, and so he on his own like knew had his eye on the pulse had his eye on the pulse no had his finger on the pulse <laughs> his eye is fine his finger was on the pulse and sort I of I think his watch s- is on the pulse his watch is on the pulse good point <laughs> uh beneath his like really ripped arms um wait that's going back and never mind uh so he <laughs> yeah. uh you know had his had his watch on the pulse and knew sort of where there were some like civil rights unrest things happening and so in my dream, Tim Cook would have like known that there was going to be, I don't know if you saw this, but it enrages me every time I think about it. There was the um, wrestling referee who forced a yeah. uh, child of color to cut off his dreads in order to wrestle. And the story was being put forth as this sort of team player BS. And that's not anyway. So like, in my dream, Tim Cook would have known about that and like sort of came in and stopped it from happening. So I guess he could see the future. I don't know. Anyway, point is, he was in my hometown and he needed a place to stay while he was there. And like he couldn't stay in a hotel because that would give him away that he was in town to like fight uh, civil rights crime. And so he stayed with me. Uh, and my family. And so he's like at my house with my family and the whole time I'm like, oh my God, Tim Cook's staying with me. But like my childhood home, I didn't grow up, you know, I, I grew up lower middle class um, and like lower, lower middle class. And so like our home is not incredible and it's not even like partially it's not a it's my my childhood home is not like a a a super nice house and so i was like sort of embarrassed or like worried that he wouldn't be comfortable there and so this whole dream i'm like trying to make sure that he's comfortable trying to make sure that you know the fact that we have like ninety five thousand year old wood floors is not an issue for him and um he was being kind of uh, like he was okay with that, but it was clear that he's like, I'm in town to do this thing and then I'm getting the heck out of here. And in my dream, there was this, this place that like everybody who comes to my hometown goes to and like has a burger there. And he was planning on going, but I said like, hell, I want to go with you. You know, we should all go together. And the moment that I said I wanted to go with him, he's like, no, actually, I'm just going to leave town. <laughs> So Tim Cook wouldn't get a burger with me at the oh. burger joint in my hometown. That made me sad. But um, I, I want to believe that in real life, Tim Cook would not be that way. And I blame this all. I blame this all on the uh, stand-up comedy special that Ellen DeGeneres did uh, called Relatable. It's on oh, Netflix. I watched the first twenty minutes of that. May I want to say before uh, it was too late and I went to bed. <laughs> So I found it really, really funny, but they do after the episode, she does a Q&A and I just got this really weird vibe from her where she it was almost as if like she didn't want to deal with the people who were asking her questions. And I don't know if she's just having a bad day or if it's just like, I don't know, but it, it felt really weird. And it felt like, oh, that's not the Ellen that's in my head. Like the Ellen that's in my head would happily, you know, answer people's questions and sort of like be be sort of happy whenever someone says, oh, I just love you so much. And 
I, I, you know what I mean? Like there, it was just, it just felt weird. I don't, I'm not, that, that's the extent of it. But I've had like had that in my head for a few days now thinking about how I felt weird about that. Cause I was just like, I expected more from you, Ellen. <laughs> and I think that that's why I had this dream of like, never meet your heroes. <laughs> and Tim Cook <laughs> was kind of like standoffish in my dream in the same way. Yeah. Well, at the beginning, I'm surprised about your story at the end of the special, because at the beginning of the special, she has a uh, a story about driving and how she can't, like, you know, honk at people and do anything because <laughs> yeah. she, she's the be nice lady. So she has to be nice um, all the time. Uh, and uh, so I, I wonder if that, if maybe some of that pressure uh, can, can wear you down over time. Uh, I'm sure but, it does. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to finish watching the rest of the special and check it out. It's um, funny. It's certainly yeah. funny. And like, I don't want to, you know, make people think that they shouldn't watch it because like it's still even the questions that she answers were great. It was just like the times whenever people are practically like bawling as they say, like, I love you. And I don't know, maybe it just makes her uncomfortable or something like that. But it just I just felt odd about it. That That's mm. the extent of it. I just felt odd. Mm. And I was like, I don't feel like she's being um genuine in this moment and yeah i mean but people have off days i'm sure there are times when i don't i don't seem genuine and i'm not comparing myself at all to ellen oh my god please don't think that's what i meant there um but i'm just saying like if i'm gonna hold someone else to standards and i want to hold myself to them as well and i'm sure there are times when i don't come off as genuine either i i Uh, I like how you've taken this opportunity to like turn this into into a situation where you can flog yourself further about not being good enough Let's move on, Joe. What else is on the <laughs> is on the docket for today? Oh, I don't really have anything else. Um, I, I yeah. uh, it just I figured um, the financial opportunities that were <laughs> were afforded us by news yesterday <laughs> were enough. Uh, but uh, I will say, in the lead up to that, my my prepared remarks had been about uh, all the terrible Apple push notifications that i've been getting for the past month um oh god like apple music being on the echo yeah apple music being on the echo uh i walk past the store uh and i get uh the ibeacon uh triggers the apple store app to give you a push notification or however that works um but you know how the retail location uh, for Apple has like basically a little sensor that's like, hey, you're in the store. I'm going to send you a push notification to open the app. Um, well, they changed it to be, I'm going to send you a push notification that you should upgrade your iPhone to an iPhone uh, uh, 10R. Um, or, <gasps> I got that one too. Yeah. Oh. And I was like, so I guess there's not like a lot of like discriminant, uh, like, model checking that goes on in the push notification process yeah yeah this is the notification i got for a limited time upgrade to iphone 10r from 449 asterisks um and it's interesting there's an asterisk there because uh there is no explanation of that asterisk inside of the mm-hmm. actual message itself you have to theoretically click on that to find out the find out more uh when you trade in your iphone talk to a specialist and they capitalized specialist um so (laughs) we should really say is uh talk to the one or two people with an ipad at the front of the store that look busy because they're the only people who will bother to help you um set up a time to talk to some other person and you can go wait by the watch table but wait by the watches (laughs) uh, but uh but yeah the other the other one apple music is now available on the echo um was a, a push notification that i believe almost every apple music customer got which is interesting because i had already set it up um with with the alexa integration so again don't seem to be like looking at a list of people who have done something and then saying no let's not 
let's not bother them. They're okay. Uh, and uh, then my my iPad, um, which was sitting in Jason's apartment and had recently charged it and decided not to take it with me on a trip. Uh, my iPad uh, was updated overnight when I wasn't there. And so I'm in Tampa, Florida, and I get a push notification that uh, my Apple ID is now being used on a new iPad. Um, and it freaked me out for a second because I didn't leave the iPad plugged in, um, but there is literally no other place that it could be. I log into iCloud.com and I look at all of the devices and it's there's no other extra iPad anywhere. Um, and so I'm just like, okay, so thank you for that that crisis um, that that woke me up at like three in the morning. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I get back to to here to to uh, Los Angeles, and I'm opening up my laptop for the first time in a, in two weeks, and I have a badge with 14 unread message notifications on iMessage. Um, there are no unread messages inside of my iMessage. There is there is nothing there. Uh, Oh, wait, I just scrolled all the way to the bottom, and there was uh, 14 from my mom, which I had read on my phone, which uh, she has an Android phone, so they're all SMS messages, and for whatever reason, iMessage on the Mac stopped marking those as red, or keeping that in sync in any way, so that's nice, Uh, but I also got the push notifications uh, when I opened up my old laptop that uh, I had received all these text messages, and it's like, yes, I know that. I got them already. Like, yes, I know that. <laughs> two weeks ago. And uh, and I also got the modal dialogue the saying that my Apple ID had been used on a new iPad. And it's like, can you stop saying new iPad? Like, that doesn't help <laughs> anyone. It's not a new iPad. Uh, but it, anyway, they have, a, they have a serious push notification problem that has lasted for many, many years. And uh, because we are attributing various reasons for Apple's lack of financial success in this quarter to pet peeves, I'm going to say that it's because of their push notification strategy that, there that they, have, they have failed. Uh, Quit it with the, uh, yeah, just just stop. Just leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have anything else uh, this time around. I think that's gonna gonna take care of it. I've shared too much today already, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I think it's a good idea for us to. You have any, you have any uh, other Tim Cook dreams you wanna you wanna no share? Tim Cook no. dreams, no uh, gender bending um, attractions, none of that. I've I've taken care of all of it, and uh, I think it's time we move on. Okay. <laughs> Ah, and uh, with that, I bid you uh, a happy 20 by 10. Adieu. To you and you and all of you out there, I hope that your uh, new year was a great one. And I hope that uh, that this year brings lots of revelations and happiness and uh, maybe a couple dreams involving heroes that you should never meet. Uh, I hope this year doesn't suck as much as last year, and I hope that people are generally happy, um, even though that seems like an impossible task. True. Mm-hmm. But we keep our fingers crossed anyway. <laughs> sure do. Uh, <laughs> this is such an optimistic podcast. All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> 500 years into the future, she will enter a world where machines rule the Earth. Mankind has been driven underground. And Cleopatra is about to discover there's no place like home. In the year 